Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right, everybody, let's jump right into it. So much to cover this morning here. We've made it to Friday, December 15th, 2023. Can you believe we are ready for the weekend, the last weekend before Christmas? Or last weekend before Christmas? Either way, we're counting down the days. It all blends in for me. Let's get the party started with one of my favorite uh, musicians to come out of the Bachelor franchise. That is from Listen to Your Heart, the Bachelor one-off show about finding love amongst musicians. It's Ryan Neal, former uh, former uh, guest on Driving with Dave. If you want to go check that out on the Dave Neal Show, here's him singing a little Christmas tune to get us started this morning. Have a listen. Hang all the mistletoe. I'm gonna get to know you better this Christmas. And as we trim the tree, how much fun it's gonna be together. This Christmas, the fireside is blazing bright, and we're caroling through the night, and this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me. Doesn't he sound good? He sounds really nice. That's Ryan Neal underscore music on Instagram. Good friend of the show here uh, from Detroit. And boy, he'll be back December 21st. Tickets are going on sale for Holiday Candlelit Cabaret Show. That's again, December 21st in Detroit. He's got his link there on his Instagram, Ryan Neal underscore music. If you got a hot date or you want to go meet somebody right before Christmas, go get your, uh, uh, what's it called, mistletoe ready to go, and uh, you can make some babies, right, folks? And making babies is just what Sean Booth did. Uh, congratulations to his baby mama uh, for giving birth yesterday. Here's his first post as he know he knows what his job is as uh, as daddy. He's on duty to just go run out and get some food and coffee. Have a listen. I'm going to pop on here real quick. Dad is going on a little coffee run. just want to say thank you so much to everybody. Uh, we've been getting all of your messages, your calls, everything, your prayers, all that stuff. We are so, so fortunate and grateful and baby booth is perfect and dre is doing absolutely amazing uh she's a, a rock star and killed it in there is so awesome to watch and she's recovering so good right now and uh, a big thank you to all the nurses the nurses are the best people in the world especially labor and delivery nurses nurses in the postpartum all all nurses all right, you guys rock and made this absolutely seamless for us. The best couple days ever, especially here in Nashville, St. Thomas. Um, we couldn't be happier or more grateful. This has been amazing. There it is, folks. Sean Booth offering a blissful thank you to the nurses at his hospital. All nurse lives matter, he says. And congratulations to his baby mama, Dre. And for the uh, upcoming, I mean, I can't wait to see the baby photos. I think it's already in People Magazine. We'll probably have that story on YouTube today, so go check out on that. You know he's not going to let a chance to go put some money in the baby fund. Hey, I get it. 
Babies are expensive. All right, so the other day I made an Instagram reel talking about how expensive health insurance is. I know I'm about to be barking up the tree. Listen, it doesn't have to be political. All right, folks, this can just be an American issue that we're dealing with. We always try to make things left versus right. Well, this is the way because of this guy or that guy did this. And I mean, let's just all come together and, and agree on one thing. We're all getting effed, okay? My wife and I are trying to buy uh, health insurance now that we have a baby on the way. $1,700 a month for the two of us. That's before the baby comes, and it doesn't even provide much. And I made this reel, of course, which brings out all the trolls, which which a lot of people go, well, you know, because I'm, I'm one of those guys that's like, well, I think we should have universal health care in the sense that we pay more per person than any other first world country. So this idea that we haven't quite figured it out yet, uh, to me is just a lie. You know, the, the saying I say almost every day, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. So what's really interesting here, I found this clip I wanted to share with you. Now the podcast, The Bachelor Rush Hour, it's about inspirational talk, but I want to give you some knowledge out there. And it's an article uh, in NPR called Why Americans Have Been Deceived About Canada's Healthcare System. A lot of the comments I receive, well, well in Canada, you'll be on your deathbed before they get to you. And there's just the idea that it has to be shitty healthcare or no healthcare. And so many of my friends go, well, if it wasn't for healthcare, I would have left my job already. I just hate giving companies any reason to keep you around for bad wages or other reasons. Well, the healthcare is okay. It's like slave labor. Imagine working somewhere just so you can have the right to exist. What? In 2023, are we really dealing with this? Anyhow, folks, have a listen to this quick two and a half minute uh, piece about the deception that exists in the healthcare industry. And if it makes you feel better, it doesn't have to be political. We can all link arms and just share our hatred for insurance companies. The word Canada keeps coming up again and again in those debates and how the Canadian system would supposedly never work here as a Canadian living in the U.S. To Amanda, that was confusing. So she went digging. When I first moved to the U.S. 20 years ago, people would say the strangest things to me about Canadian healthcare that Canadians wait forever, that doctors don't want to work there, and weirdly specifically, that Canadians get left on gurneys in the hallways of hospitals to die. These rumors were everywhere. They were in TV ads. Now, Washington wants to bring Canadian-style health care to the U.S., but government should never... In political talking points, here's George Bush Sr. back in 1992. And if you think socialized medicine is a good idea, ask a Canadian for a second opinion. No one asked me, but if they had, I would have told them that none of this matched my experience living in Canada. So I wondered, where are people getting these stories from? And then this fall, I found the answer from a man who worked in PR for health insurance companies for over 20 years named Wendell Potter. Consistently, Americans view single-payer systems favorably, and that's always scared health insurance company executives. And so that's why you have to have these campaigns to remind people, no, you don't want that. This is why. Potter told me that it was his job to make Canadian healthcare sound so bad that no one would even consider its merits. I'm at fault here. The work I'm doing now is to make amends for all of the work that I did to perpetuate those myths about the Canadian system. One of the ways Potter is making amends is by revealing how he smeared an entire healthcare system. He says there were three main tactics. Tactic number one, use anecdotes. 
Find Canadians who had negative experiences and disseminate their stories widely. I survived a brain tumor, but if I had relied on my government for health care, I'd be dead. The anecdote has a huge effect, and you don't need a lot of them. You can just tell these stories very effectively, and people say, oh, I don't want, I don't want a situation like that. All right, so it's fascinating, right? But it's, you know, this is every ar- ar- argument I have with my dad. He's always got some anecdote. Teslas burn up when you, you know, they, there's always like, that. well, I knew a guy, there's always this like kind of anecdotal, and by anecdotal, it means just descriptive evidence from one person's point of view. It's not like, uh, uh, it's not as factual based in the grand scheme of things. So for all of these uh, people that exist out here saying, oh, these other countries have it wrong, you'll you'll spend more what we have to remember is this is insurance companies lying to us because most people would agree it's a bad situation out there most most of us would agree it's not good what are we going to do to fix this i'm not sure folks but education is the first step all right i'm going to be back with some more content it's going to be gossipy after this don't worry we're done in the classroom we'll be back with more right after this I suppose I should share with you guys the update for my harassment lawsuit. I don't want to spend much time on it, but of course, I'm supposed to be going to court on Monday being sued for harassment. Well, it turns out that the attorney, and again, this is just hearsay. I don't know this uh, to be completely factual, but it turns out that the attorney for the woman suing me wasn't aware that the woman is pregnant because it's supposed to just be a cyberbullying lawsuit, I guess. But what they have to remember is this. It would only be cyberbullying if I was actively attacking this person. I'm just actively sharing the truth. The truth shall set you free. But it's very much like the movie Exorcism when they throw some holy water on the girl and she starts becoming demonic. Uh, I'm just using this as symbolism. That's how the truth feels to people who don't want the truth out there. So very interesting. I want to introduce myself if this is if the attorney of the lady suing me for harassment listening. Hi, how are you? I'm Dave Neal. I've got a very successful podcast called Bachelor Rush Hour featured this year in Time Magazine and Washington Post. And let me tell you something. You you really should get your client to drop her charges before this gets any further out of control. That's all I'm going to say about that. I got a real funny one here. On TikTok, I found this art piece about a girl she's crying but i I, it's by the way it's oscar worthy because i think it's a joke but she's crying about the economy being so bad she may have to give up her dreams to become wait for it a real estate agent have a listen i'm on the verge of getting my real estate license (laughs) she's crying (laughs) is that what everyone does when their dreams are crushed i feel like that's like the only That's the only way. Out. (laughs) I don't want to do that. Can you even picture me selling houses? Hi, welcome in. Here's the kitchen. (laughs) Here's the bathroom. Do you like it? Do you want to buy it? This is my entire job. Is just doing that. And then there's other stuff that's boring. I'm sorry, no offense to you guys, but that sounds so boring. 
somebody hire this lady. She's hilarious. Now, look, being a real estate agent seems like it sucks, especially the way the market's trending right now. Although we did just have the greatest decrease in, uh, I believe, uh, uh, interest rates in what, seven months? I, of course, locked in at a pretty bad rate, but we're hoping that we'll be able to switch that up in the meantime. As you guys know, trying to buy my first house, it's like it's like trying to catch a wave uh, it's a tidal wave. It's like it's like you either buy the house at historic high prices with a high interest rate, or you wait a few months, then the interest rate comes down, and now there's a bidding war on the homes. It's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't, right, folks? Well, in other news, how bizarre is this? This uh, is actually took place last year, but it was just brought to my attention, and you're about to find out why. Ex-state official who faked three pregnancies pleads guilty to fraud charges. A highly paid former state official accused of faking three pregnancies has pleaded guilty to identify fraud and making false statements. It said identify fraud, but I think that meant identity fraud. Robin Folsom was the former director of external affairs for the Georgia Vocational Rehabilitation Agency. Folsom left her job as the top comm officer at the Georgia Vocab Rehab Agency after being charged with four felony accounts of trying to defraud the state. The head of the state agency that uncovered the scam told Channel 2 investigative reporter Richard Belcher that he's never seen such a case and doesn't expect to see another like it. Belcher was at the state capitol where records show that Folsom earned an annual salary of about $100,000 as the top comm officer of the state's vocational rehab agency. According to prosecutors, Folsom faked two pregnancies between October 2019 and May 2021 and was granted 265 hours of leave under the Family Medical Leave Act, which added up to thousands of dollars in paid time off. Okay, so she just wanted a nice little vacation. Well, now that she's fired, she might just get that. Folsom's alleged scheme began to unravel in March of 2021 when a GVRA co-worker noticed that Folsom was wearing what appeared to be a fake pregnancy costume under her clothes. In May of 2021, prosecutors said Folsom created a fictitious identity for the alleged father of her alleged children and she subsequently or sub- subsequently uh, shared the false information with GVRA to request time off for the alleged birth of her second child. We're talking about three pregnancies that were faked, they said. We're talking about a completely fictitious email account she used to email the director of an agency and lie about what was happening. This person was completely made up. Boy, they think this is interesting. Wait till they hear stories that are coming out now. Okay, I've got okay, I've got a story for you. Um, it's comedic. I got a comedic story. You know what? I'm gonna save it for the final 20 minute mark because there's a lot of swearing. So I'll tell you what, just just in case you're around kids or whatever and you don't want to hear it, it's got an aggressive amount of swearing. So I'll save that story for you. Uh, But very interesting, Jerry O'Connell, we all know Jerry O'Connell, right? He's in the news here. TMZ caught him. He uh, said John Stamos should have warned his wife about comments in a tell-all book. Well, that's right, right. John Stamos originally was married to Rebecca Romaine Stamos, who I believe is no longer Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Maybe she's Rebecca Romaine O'Connell because now she is with Jerry O'Connell. This is what happens when you're in this Hollywood world. You just husband and wife swap all the time. So Jerry O'Connell is suggesting John Stamos should have given his wife Rebecca Romaine uh, a heads up. He was mentioning her in his memoir, or at least that's what he would have done in that situation. Have a listen. 
lot of crazy tell-alls. Okay. People just telling everything. Do you feel like going forward, Thank some of the so things much. that are said should be considered like slander or even defamation of character? We've seen a lot of people saying a lot of interesting things this year from... You know what? We live in a time where people just want to know these things. I mean, I don't think I will ever write a tell-all. I think I'm going to take some secrets to the grave. Um, but... Um, People love them. My family was recently mentioned yeah. in a tell-all, and um, you know it's it's a little scary. But I mean, people gotta make a living, I guess. It just happens. I'm Should kidding. people at least give you some Dude. kind of heads up, like, hey, you're gonna be in my book, and I said this? Or, or, or no, I know why you're asking too. that. You're asking that because uh, someone that my wife yes. was previously married to yes. wrote a book, and we did not get a heads up. Should they give someone a heads up? Um, I have never been previously married, so I can't speak from experience. But let's just say, God forbid, my wife and I split up and I wrote a tell-all about my wife and I, although there wouldn't be anything to tell. I mean, <laughs> we're older and it would be a pretty boring tell-all. Like, our kids hate us, they're teenagers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they're vaping, like, how do we stop that? Like, that's is that interesting or is that like a nightmare? All right, so Jerry O'Connell turns into a nice little riff there with the... Uh, PR, per, excuse me, the TMZ person, who again, might have been hired. How do these TMZ people know so much? So Jerry O'Connell just randomly leaves the building, uh, and she knows about this tell-all memoir by John Stamos. My guess is uh, Jerry O'Connell's people call uh, you know, TMZ to get uh, this sort of set up in an impromptu way. That's just my guess. Either way, Jerry O'Connell should get into politics the way he answered that question. He wasn't giving any sort of uh, any click uh, click were the uh, clickbaity, uh, you know, titles for them to use. All right, here's a story for you. I'm very excited about uh, Metro Boomin. Uh, I guess that's his name. Gets key to St. Louis. He's using his platform to help single moms. Metro Boomin was the guest of highest honor in the in his St. Louis hometown on Thursday. Presented with a key to the city for his years of giving back to single mothers. TMZ Hip Hop got pics of Mayor Tishora O. Jones bestowing the key to Metro on Thursday inside City Hall, surrounded by dozens of St. Louis community figures, elected officials, and his four siblings. This year marks Metro's seventh single. Moms are the Real Heroes campaign, and we're told the annual event is now being reimagined as Leslie Joan Single Mothers and Caregivers Appreciation Day to honor his late mother who died in 2022. So how about that? That's what I'm talking about when it's about being the change you wish to see out there, and he's helping single mothers. And you know what? We're doing that as well. If you haven't already, this is literally like your last shot to donate to the single moms that we have in our Google Drive. Link in the description below. I'll also have this link on my Instagram. If you want to help out, it's not too late to buy a mom in need a Christmas gift for their kid. The links are there. All you have to do is click on them. You can read about their stories. There's some heartbreaking stories, and all of your generosity is going directly to a family in need within our community. Isn't that pretty cool? All right, we'll be back with more content right after this. All right, a couple quick stories to finish off our morning with, and then we'll get to some YouTube videos in the Bachelor world, and then we'll be back this afternoon for more content. I'm, I'm going to have a fun one for you this afternoon as we really wrap up a fun week. But in the meantime, we have billionaire Jeff Bezos says life's improving, but nature's not. And he says outer space is the solution. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's just all get in our uh, billion dollar robot rockets and fly out of here. No, you got to live with this mess you created. Have a listen. If you think about, um, the good old days, they're mostly an illusion. 
like in almost every way, life is better for almost everyone today than it was, say, 50 years ago or 100 years. We all we live better lives by and large. I agree. Our grandparents did and their grandparents did and so on. And you can see that in global illiteracy rate. Right. Okay, on a global level, I agree. But, you know, we've also been stiffed. You know, our parents and grandparents bought homes for the price of a salami. You know what I mean? It's global poverty rates, global infant mortality rates. Like, almost any metric you choose, we're better off than we used to be. And we get, you know, antibiotics and all kinds of life-saving medical care and so on and so on. And there's one thing that is moving backwards, and it's the natural world. So it is. Which, by the way, I was in Cincinnati recently, where my uh, wife's family lives, and we went for a long walk. And Amazon has a hub in Cincinnati, and we literally saw hundreds, if not thousands, of Amazon airplanes flying in and out nonstop. I understand. Look, I use Amazon too. We're literally promoting Amazon for our, our children's wish list because it's the easiest way to get donations out there. But in the grand scheme of things, they are not part of the solution. Oh my gosh. A fact that 500 years ago, pre-industrial age, the natural world was pristine. Um, it was incredible. And we have traded some of that pristine beauty you have for all of these other gifts that we have as an advanced society. And we can have both, but to do that, we have to go to space. And all of this really, the most fundamental measure is energy usage per capita. And when you look at, you know, you do want to continue to use more and more energy. It is going to make your life better in so many ways, but that's not compatible ultimately with living on a finite planet. It's oh my gosh. Oh boy. Jeff Bezos scares me. <laughs> he scares me. He's talking about we don't have enough resources here. And it's like, all right, well, um, you know, maybe we could do something about that and and we could all just maybe get out of this consumerist world we live in. You know what I mean? Just a thought, folks. Okay, I'm going to finish you guys off with a quick clip here from the Adam Carolla show. It's uh, Pete Holmes describing why he hates Waze so much. Have a And by the way, some explicit language here. So just giving you the heads up. Uh, you can tune out for the next two and a half minutes if you don't, uh, if you're around any kids or anything. But a fun, a fun little moment. If you're driving to work right now, alone in your car, this is perfect for you. Have a listen. I fucking hate ways. I really do. I love ways. Eat shit. <laughs> I, uh, I cite them as, as, as a breakthrough for me. Uh, eat shit. Why? Tell me. Tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I, you know, you'd have to, I, I give you full permission to play the bit. I couldn't do the bit from memory. It's just, it's a lifestyle choice. I think surrendering to traffic, surrendering to your life, surrendering to reality mm -hmm. is a very important, it's in the Tao. They say the great way is not difficult for he who has no preferences. Mm. So this is the thinking mind made manifest and grotesque, meaning in L.A., you'll be in a little bit of traffic. And it's like, okay, take a right through a cul-de-sac neighborhood, running over skateboards. I'm with you. Disrupting No, I'm 100% with creating you on this. Fucking weird traffic and all the shit. And then it'll send you to a stop sign across four lanes of oncoming traffic. <laughs> now I'm ghost white making a suicide left. Why? So I can get to work Mm. 10 minutes early, eat fucking shit, eat fucking shit, listen to a podcast, call an old friend, or God fucking help you just listen to your thoughts and maybe figure some shit out with your dad. Take the opportunity 
Nothing is being asked of you. You're seated. You're listening to music. There's air conditioning. Stop catastrophizing. If, if all you're doing is going to the grocery store and take the opportunity. My commute to here today was an hour and a half. I'm listening to Yacht Rock and, and <laughs> deeping into deep awareness and just feeling compassion and love, preparing. That's life. That's your life. The idea of ways and a lot of these time-saving fucks are, are taking us away from the opportunity we have to sink and surrender into the happiness that we are. And, and by the way, this is the difference between Elon Musk, a billionaire talking about, you know, shooting rockets to the moon and a very funny comedian talking about, let's just uh, simplify life a little bit. Instead of this circumstantial happiness that doesn't fucking work. Oh, I'll be happy once I'm doing great on Adam's show. Fuck you. I was happy in traffic, bitch. You you may be reading more into ways than is necessary. It's not just ways. Are it's you the whole rolling thing. on K right now? I am. Look, I'm asking for the audience. I'm just saying, you get a microwave, now you cook dinner in 30 seconds. No, what are you doing it. with oh, the extra time? Can I, well, All this time we've saved, what have you done? Have you, have you watched any sunsets? Have you gazed into your daughter's eyes? Have you just taken a moment to contemplate the infinite mystery that's looking out your fucking eyes? Have you gotten curious about that? Are you just trying to get home to watch one half more episode of The Office for the 58th time? Eat fucking shit. There it is, folks. Okay, you know his point of view. Can't be mistaken there. Uh, we'll have content all day long. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal. I'll be sharing some more behind the scenes about this wild court case I'm stuck in and all of the up-to-date, and there will be updates today, all of the up-to-date happenings regarding around the rescheduling of this court case. I'll have that and more, plus the afternoon rush for you all in a little bit. Have a good one. As always, I'm Dave Neal. This was The Rush. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.